From the 809 Restaurant and Lounge in the heart of Inwood, New York City, welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air, where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home in what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm Aaron Sims. I'm Jonathan Bell. And this is Live and Local. It's our podcast dedicated to showcasing the musicians of Upper Manhattan. We talk with them about what they do, and best of all, listen to them perform live in our favorite local venues. Who is joining us today, Jonathan? Aaron, today we welcome singer-songwriter Tatiana Kalko. Tatiana wants to soothe your heart and make you cry at the same time with sincere yet irreverent storytelling and uplifting old-world melodies. Born in Belarus and currently residing in New York City, she admits to being influenced by the likes of Anton Chekhov, Leonard Cohen, and the Beatles. A classically trained singer and self-taught guitarist and piano player, Tatiana embraces contemporary sounds alongside her rich Slavic and Jewish heritage. Performing everything from acoustic folk and electropop to jazz standards, French chansons, and Russian and Yiddish classics. Her songwriting was recently featured on the CW show Riverdale and has garnered over 200,000 plays on Spotify. Tatiana regularly performs with the Shoal Band of New York and is an artist in residence with the nonprofit UR2 Global. She is currently working on a Kojeko Blueprint Fellowship Community Oral History Project dedicated to capturing the stories of Russian Jewish seniors through original music. We are thrilled to have her today on Live and Local. Without further ado, Tatiana Kalko. All right. This first song is called OK, I Give Up. It's from my EP that I released last year. Love, you screwed me up again I chased your tail into a dead end I thought you were a barrel of luck Not an uninvited ass guest on drugs You're throwing shots from Bunker Hill And you want mercy still Okay, I give up Just let me live already Until the day I marry you says to walk away focus on yourself if love is real and worth the wait I'm not going anywhere perhaps it's wrong to tell you off good men are say I shouldn't scoff at love you probably know a lot more than I What natural laws do I dare defy? Oh, at first we were holding hands and now we're wrestling Okay, I give up, just let me live already Until the day I marry you Mother says to walk away, focus on yourself If love is real and worth the wait, I'm not going Oh, I see you when you see me 
We draw our weapons at the count of three. Will I make it out alive? I'll leave that for you to decide. I'm playing with the big guns and they're all shooting blanks. Okay, I give up. Just let me live already until the day I marry you. Just let me live already Until the day Until the day All I want To marry you Alright, uh, this next one is a single I just released. It's called Cameron. Um, it's about someone that I uh, actually met and um, a stranger and we had a conversation and this is uh, his story. Cameron, I'd like to help you do your thing I can. No more about you, share with me your life story Cause you know you won't see me again I won't do But there's this girl I love, she left me dry and made me cry She's seeing other guys I haven't slept in three days I shut up last night for the first time in a long time I was feeling alone, no place to go But down I've been living in construction sites Metal poles and rusty pipes I wanna lay my head on a pillow Say do you know But never mind, I'll be alright Cameron I'd like to help you do your thing I can't know more about you or share with me your misery Cause you know you won't see me again The chemicals in my blood cause a rush A rush of dopamine, but it ain't me, no it ain't me Cause all that happiness eludes me in short and in conclusion, I'm a wreck, I'm a mess, I'm a junkie. Ah, look me up, send me a postcard. I'm in Southampton, Montauk, Cameron. Ah, Cameron. I've heard that's a sign New York City Hard on a pity But I see the great potential In your bloodshot eyes As the sweat drips down your back On the A-track
wonderful. Thank you so much. It's great to have you here on air, on air Tatiana. How are you? Thanks, Aaron, Jonathan. It's, uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me here. Well, uh, could you please tell us what you just played for us? Okay. So the first song there was, um, was, I'm already blanking what I played. If love is here to stay, then... <laughs> It, it means yeah. it doesn't go somewhere. Okay, it's, it's not called going Okay, any, I Give Up. That's, hopefully that <laughs> reminded you. It's like once I'm done with it, right. I'm done with it. No, but it's called Okay, I Give Up. And right. then I played Cameron, which right. is the new single that I have out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. awesome. Um, well, yeah, great songs. Love the lyrics. Love the um, briefly talking um, uh, the other time about your um, – the forms of your songs that mm-hmm. I've noticed and uh, the melodies it's got like a and I mean this in only the best I guess it, I don't know if there's other senses of this but it's old-fashioned in all the ways that I love mm. about the craft of songwriting mm-hmm. um, that in some ways I feel has been a little lost mm. um, but um, anyway I love the storytelling Thank and the, you. And the imagery and and uh, and the, the form. So. Yeah, I don't think I could tell stories in any other way or in any mm-hmm. other form. It's something that it comes naturally to me. I'm not like sitting down and being like, "This has to be an A A B A song," and this right. is where the bridge has to be. Right. It's kind of like I grew up listening to all of that. Like I, I actually learned to play guitar with a Beatles fake book, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I learned all those A minor sevens and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just I did listen like on the radio and classic rock. They had like the Beatles every Sunday with all this rare you know mm-hmm. i just i was like a big beetle head and then and then i got into i got into pop a lot uh with like sort of the backstreet boys i'm in that era right <laughs> and um but honestly their song structures are super like tight right and and super flowing and like they really t- <laughs> tell the story yeah. um and then I, I got really into Coldplay and and then Radiohead, um, so I, I guess I explored different, and then more recently, just more like kind of everything, but jazz and and yeah. And you're a classically trained singer. Uh, yes, like I. Can you talk a little bit about that background? If sure. You know? Well, so I went to public school in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and um, they actually had a really great music program. I was starting uh, to play alto saxophone in. Uh, when I was 10 in fifth grade and I had private instruction every week. Uh, we were, we had, you know, the orchestra, um, through middle school, through high school, I was in jazz band, marching band. Um, then, then I did choir. I was in all city choir as well. Um, and then I also had a private teacher when I was around 14, 15, it was, um, my mom's friend, another Tatiana, who's an opera singer also from Belarus. Um, <laughs> so, so we did, um, like Afe Maria, we did, we did, we did a lot of, uh, vocalizing, right. A lot mm-hmm. of different exercises. And I just mm-hmm. love that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I think my, my voice is, is an instrument on, you know, like anything else. And it's something that takes, upkeep and it's yep. something that um I actually took a long time to explore because you know I, I guess with any instrument you kind of have to 
synthesize like who you are with that instrument mm-hmm. and, and get a unique style. Mm-hmm. Um, but with voice especially, like it's so personal and you go through different phases with it as you, right. as you grow, get older. And um, so after high school, well, in high school, I was doing a lot of musicals okay. and I was like lead in, in a lot of different high school musicals. Right. And, um, but yet, so we did the sound of music and I actually played Maria. So that's kind of like a, you know, old school, like classic, more, more classical. It's a very set. legit sound. Exactly. It's a legit sound. And so in order to, when I was applying for school, I was applying to um, acting school actually. And I applied to NYU and, you know, they had, um, they had a musical theater program and I just didn't feel myself like a musical theater mm-hmm. singer, you know, like I could do the legit, but I wasn't, I don't know. I just didn't connect with it. And then I didn't really connect to opera. I'm like, well, that's not, I don't want to sing that either. And I didn't really, I didn't realize that like contemporary music was something that I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I was, I was just starting to write my own music, but it wasn't mm-hmm. something I was taking seriously or really showing to anyone. And that was in your late high school, early college. Exactly. Like late, yeah. Late high, and then throughout college as well. So I actually, when I applied to NYU, I got into the, it was like a straight acting program mm-hmm. for at least Strasburg, mm-hmm. um, through your film Institute. So I, I studied there, um, and now I'm just forgetting what the question was. Oh, but it was the, yeah, it was exactly. So I think I answered the question. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's a great. <laughs> Very thoroughly. Yeah, uh, and to your point about classical training and music as well. Uh, and I like, I was my comment from hearing particularly Cameron as well mm. um, with the repetitive, the recall, the chorus, obviously, and mm-hmm. reaching out to, there's a, it, I, there's such a legit moment moments in your voice that are just on tone and on note the entire time. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going all over your range. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's a, it's a real, you're hitting the solid middle of the note with the emotion. And it's a really, it's a really simple sounding. It's not, you're not belting it. You're not mm-hmm. a belter. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so it's something to be said about. It's just, it's a nice, just on toned, wonderful mm. emotive connection to getting your story through your mm-hmm. instrument, which I found really refreshing because we have a lot of the, the, we'll call it the wow moments for a lot of singers who try to overpower you with the dynamics of their voice. Not to say that your voice isn't dynamic <laughs> at all, uh, but uh, it's just really great how um, combining your voice with your songwriting, and I have to say the Beatles do favor in major with those chord progressions being repeated, those four, three, four, <laughs> four chords re- re- being replaced yeah. in that order, and you're combining the melody of those chords with the melody of your songs. They they they, they meet incredibly well. You've done a really great job with that. Thank you. I I, I can't. I don't know who I can thank for that because I don't really try to do that, but it just kind they of do. They marry. It comes out, it marries, and it's not so, it's subtle. It's not, I don't think, it doesn't hit you over the head like this is the chord and this is the melody. Like they kind of work um, mm. together. And that's just the sound that I generally gravitate towards. Mm. I do like kind of dissonant sound sometimes. Mm. And I, I just, I, yeah, I play. Um, with something really pleasing, memorable melodies. I think mm-hmm. that is so important. Those stand the test of time. And I've always wanted to just create timeless songs. Right. Um, and I, I thank you, Aaron, for that comment. I really, because that's definitely what I'm going for is just the the emotion, like getting the emotion across um, from when I wrote it, what I was feeling. And then now, you know, that's kind of where the acting comes in. Cause mm-hmm. every time you perform it, it's a little bit different. You enjoy performing. I do enjoy performing. Okay. Like, I feel like I just kind of, <clears throat> you know, let out something yeah. good. just singing that's, now because, um, something Your in energy the moment is up a few notches. 
yes, I yeah. feel yeah, much yeah, I more can, alert. No, I, I, think I, br- <laughs> I think I bring that up because sometimes for some songwriters, performing is an unfortunate mm. duty. Right. You know, and they, they, they're more in the types that want to hide away and write their songs and would rather not have to perform, but they realize they need to, you know, but yeah, you definitely seem to enjoy it. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, it's a question I sometimes ask songwriters. I always find it interesting because I feel like most songwriters land on one side or the other. Um, do you find that at the initial moment of inspiration um or when an idea for a song first hits you does it come more from the lyric side or does it come from a mm-hmm. melodic or chord side like what what gets the ball rolling mm-hmm. and i i partly say that because as a songwriter myself i dabble that dabble in that myself i get out quite a bit in front of myself with the harmony side and i Mm. find myself i love words but i'm always catching up to my musical ideas with the words Mm -hmm. which can sometimes be a problem when it's i'm trying to force words into a melody that i've just fallen in love with as opposed to letting the words yes spell out the melody and so i kind of I'm I'm confessing here. I I, I tend to, I I envy songwriters who start with words. Mm. I'm wondering where you are. You sound like my my dad. He's an amateur songwriter, but he has like countless melodies and never any words, you know. But, um, well, for me, I think it's it's really anything I can get. Um, I don't, well, there's usually like a, a feeling that wells up from within. It's kind of like, I know I've heard like Fiona Apple talk about it. It's like a sort of a pregnancy mm-hmm. where you're just like building, building, building till that like 99% you're just like about to, to mm-hmm. burst. But until then, you know, you have to have the life experiences and whatever else, mm-hmm. the inspiration from your external, right. internal environment to, to feel like you're ready to give birth to a song, right? And then before that, it's like, I don't even touch it. I'm not even going to push it. Um, So sometimes I just, I can just feel that Mm -hmm. sort of like a weird biological clock. I don't know what it is. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's a female intuition, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a feeling. And it's like, okay, I I need to stop everything. I need to like sit at a piano. I need to do something because something's going to come out right now. Right. Um, And when that does, I try to marry the two, to be honest. I try to sing and play at the same time. From the get go. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. or if I have already some sort of repetitive, um, uh, chord progression or whatever, maybe I'm tinkering, um, then I'm going to sing gibberish oh, over okay. it uh-huh, just uh-huh. to get like yeah, yeah, yeah. the melody feel just to see like what wants to come out, you know, and then come, come back to so it. I, and, I don't mean to be persistent about yeah. it, but it's just kind of my personal interest so so it's very persistent so so when you so so um, what i'm hearing is that unless i misheard you the initial idea is often a melodic idea that's haunting you some some sort of hook and but you don't want to get too far out on the melody you'll try to marry that melodic fragment with some lyrics pretty quickly at the beginning yes sometimes though it will be um and I've written a lot of songs like this where I'll be journaling, not with the intention to write a song, but mm-hmm. I'll just be journaling or, and I'll go back to it and I'll see, well, there's something, there's something here. Right. And mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll, I'll want to take that bit mm-hmm. and sit down and, and 
okay. and work on it more. But it's but it's it's usually not the like I'm going to write some sort of like poem or right. um cuz I think I just get more inspired by the son by you know sonically versus mm -hmm. just wor with words. Yeah, right. but I th like I think, sonically and emotionally. I think you can two. you can be somewhat of a uh, you could say it can be prohibitive to say no, it must be these words to match to this melody. Mm. Uh, some, sometimes mm -hmm. put, giving, giving yourself a bit of homework, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And instead of just, like you said, perhaps everyone's process is different and maybe chasing the melody and then your gibberish approach seems to be apparently working very well. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, but you see what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. finding which way I think I'm, I'm Jonathan mm -hmm. asked me. You know, I know some people yeah. who have f f full on poems. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They've finished writing the entire thing. And now they're going back to write the song to the poem. Right. So I'm just now like, I, it really ranges all over the place. I, I have done that where someone sent me poetry or mm -hmm. just seen a poem that I like that mm -hmm. I want to set to music. Mm -hmm. and, and I've done that. Mm -hmm. um, but just for my own music. Um, or, or I've done also where I've worked with a producer or several producers, producers where they've had, they have their whole arrangement already fleshed out. Right. They send it to me. And I'm just top lining, um, yeah. but even that—that's just. That's Could you explain top lining? To yeah, top lining. Um, I mean, I guess it's just you're creating the the melody mm -hmm. and and lyrics to um, a track that's already that's already like gotcha. established. Interesting. The music exists. You're the music exists. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, right. And it just is needing like the lead part. Basically, it's the lead part. Right. Well, process is something incredibly diverse and very personal mm -hmm. um it's, I, I love hearing that question that jonathan asked about mm -hmm. that because it's, it's so insightful because everyone i think is um some way somehow have ideas they want to crack for themselves and and and, and find an audience for them whichever it is and whichever form and art they are in but um is it true the inspiration from your latest single cameron uh came from a chance encounter with a stranger on the a-train <laughs> yes, that is very true. You do your homework. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was in the sit next car watching through the window. That was me. Just, no, not a, no. I'm just curious. Was me? You're like something's happening here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is about uh, maybe a little bit more than a year ago. Um, and I was yeah, I was taking the train one evening. It was not a very crowded train. This guy, young guy, sitting across from me. He had his he had a bicycle, and he was kind of like down and out. Like his eyes were red. Like I say in the song, and um, we just sort of made eye contact and he starts talking to me or I did. I don't remember really. That's always a can of worms in the subway when someone starts talking to you. I know that, that yeah, that happens occasionally. <laughs> but this was a really beautiful moment. Um, and he just, he, he starts telling me he's on his way to rehab and all of his, um, his difficulties with his girlfriend and um, with, with the, the drugs and um, just trying to get back on his feet, his living situation. It was, it was a lot of stuff, you know, but I could just feel like his, his heart was really pure and he really wanted to get out of the, the struggle that he was in. And, um, and I was kind of, I, I didn't know what to say really, mm -hmm. you know, like, what do you say to that? But yeah, so he was, he was transferring to another train. So I just, I gave him a hug and when you could still do that, I gave him a hug yeah. and I was like, you know, I like, I hope, yeah, I just mm -hmm. wish you well. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't really, maybe I did get his last name, but like I tried looking it up. I couldn't find him basically. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just was performing the song at open mics, at, mm -hmm. at, at performances, all this stuff for, for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, and the, the, I end the song with, you know, 
hope you're okay, like wondering where you are. Mm. And so I was, I'm always like thinking about like, <laughs> I wonder mm. if I'm ever going to see him again, you know? Well, it's an open letter. Maybe he'll answer you someday. Well, wait, there is, <laughs> there is an ending to this actually. <laughs> this is kind of miraculous. It's really crazy that this happened to me. But um, Tell us. Yeah. So, so I was singing with the Shul Band, right? The Shul of New York. Um, the Shul Band is like, the the klezmer is like the, the official band of the shul of new york which is sort of a, a reform renewal um shul synagogue and um we were singing by saint mark's for for shabbat services on friday the last 10 minutes someone walks in and like no one ever walks in you know just randomly because it's not easy to find um someone walks in and he starts singing the songs even. And, um, I'm curious. I walk up over to him afterwards and, um, like, how did you end up here? You know, he said he was, he had an AA meeting in the same building, but it was canceled and he followed the music in. And, and then I was like, and I, I just like had this weird feeling like something was going to happen right now. <laughs> I said, what's your name? And he said, Cameron. And immediately I was like, I wrote a song about you. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Why? What are you doing here? Oh, wow. And people around us were like, do you know each other? I was like, uh, kind of, but not really. You're like in your own one-person play. Yeah. But, but and Cameron walks into it and it becomes a two-person play. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. That's incredible. Huh. It's, it was just like one of those moments that I'm going to tell my children and my grandchildren because – were you so able to, I still just can't believe it. Well, the golden question is, were you able to play your song for him? Yes. So I did send him the song because I already had it um, recorded. And, you know, he said he cried to it. He sent it to his dad, who they weren't talking so much. And, like, they had a moment. And um, we were in touch a little bit. I, I think he's he, – I'm not sure if he's doing super well right now. But mm -hmm. we're sort of in touch occasionally. Well, art does heal. Yeah. And uh, amazing. Speaking of uh, grandmothers – this is not the most. Where are you going with this one? I have no idea. Not the smoothest seg. Um, one thing that really popped out from your mini bio here yeah. was the um, project. Yeah. With the Russian with Jewish Kojeko. seniors through original music. Mm -hmm. So, do you mind elaborating a bit on that? Sure. Um, I. It's like two years ago, I went to Israel with this group called Rage. They provide programs for Russian Jews like me who have a very unique background because um, typically like Russian Jews don't really identify as um, with the Jewish community so much, like even in America, just because like I wasn't raised with any religion. And that's quite typical of like Russian Jews coming from communism. Um, so... Through them, I learned about um, this program called Je Kojeko, um, and they have this fellowship grant where you can basically create your own community project um, addressing some of these issues and you know addressing the Russian Jewish community. And I th I'd actually written Cameron already, and I thought, hey, wouldn't this be cool to sort of write about other people, right, and write about like my own people and my own heritage and background and learn about mm -hmm. people, and then also you know allow for other people to learn like through, through these stories and then through the songs that I and, and other musicians will create based on these interviews. Hmm. Um, so that was the initial idea. And I've been, I've been um, working on that for a while. Um, so it's a current it. project. It's a current project. Okay. Yeah. It had, it has snag just because of uh -huh. COVID and okay, not being able sure. to meet. So now we're doing 
doing um, just over the phone interviews. It's really fascinating with people's stories. And um, we had a concert, like a, a virtual concert last year um, with um, myself, a couple other musicians who improvised pieces based on some of the stories. And the stories are really gripping, you know, like How would they do really that? Intense. Would, would the story get told and then they'd start playing or yeah. was it being said while they're playing what? no the the latter so they would have or the sorry the former they would someone would would share what okay. the the real story is and then based on that the, the musicians just go. went off and we had like incredible musicians and then we had a couple right. songs that like i have had written a song and i'm about to write more um uh inspired by by one of the interviews and then um, some other musicians and we had a, a little bit of talk of like why music is so important in our heritage and like how mm -hmm. during the, the during world war ii and during the holocaust like jews kept singing you know and they kept mm -hmm. writing yeah. and that was their that was their weapon basically because mm -hmm. a lot of those songs were preserved and now there are projects where mm -hmm. people are musicians are are um arranging you know songs based mm -hmm. on on just like a, um, an acapella mm -hmm. um you know melody that wow. someone sang so that's why that's why i think to me like melody is so important mm -hmm. and like i didn't even realize like make that connection you know but now that i'm delving into this work i'm really making the connection with you know my ancestors my heritage how how melody was so mm -hmm. important to them to, yeah. to, for their survival yeah. um well that's my follow-up question yeah. working with this project other projects like this how has uh, your heritage informed your mm -hmm. work, particularly working in pop music. <laughs> you know, it's it's not what you hear are a lot of heavy Russian Jewish <laughs> you know, stories through told through pop music. Exactly right, and that was the idea because even for me trying to get into that world of like Yiddish music and more religious music, um, it, it's kind of inaccessible, right, for someone who didn't grow up with it. Like, there's people who grew up with it who knew all the melodies. I didn't, so. I need kind of a an easy an easier way right to to ease into that. And there's a lot of there's like Debbie Friedman, there's a lot of like Jewish artists who made that music accessible um and made it very folky, right? Even like Bob Dylan, you know, made mm -hmm. made that stuff very folky. So my whole intention with this project and really with a lot of the music that I write now because this has become way more important to my life and like something that I want to share with people. Um that that even if I want it to be contemporary, you know, I want it to sound not necessarily mainstream, but I want it to sound like anyone could get into mm -hmm. it. You know, mm -hmm. it's welcoming to anyone. And, but, but the, the story and the, the, the foundation behind it is something like very mm -hmm. meaningful. And, um, you know, whether that's some sort of wisdom being passed or whatever, mm -hmm. but I want it to be still in this very colloquial way to like, that it's almost deceiving, you know. So, <laughs> it's mm -hmm. yeah. That's definitely become my sort of my mission in the last in the last um, year or so with my music. Um, so, Tatiana, excuse me. Um, we're hoping that you have a few more songs. Yes. Uh, to I, play for us. Sure um, before you do that, could you tell us uh, what we're going to hear? The titles and. Okay, so this next one is going to be called. It's called "Found Yourself." Um, and, uh, it's actually, it's on, uh, it's on my band camp. Okay. Look me up at Tatiana Calco. Um, and this is something I wrote when I was starting or 
I guess I was kind of in the middle of like a spiritual path and um, uncovering some some insights about about my past, about relationships that I've had. Um, and so I just I wrote the song about it. It's what came out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and um, and then the last one I'm going to play is called "A Little Bit of You." And that one I wrote a, a while ago. It's on my um, it's on my EP. Mm-hmm. It's out now. The EP is called Yellow and Blue. And this song is called A Little Bit of You. And I think it was kind of my mantra at the time of like dating around and not, you know, it's like, I guess I believe in fate very much. It's it's a complicated issue. But to the extent that if I meet someone and there's a connection, like I, I'm very curious to see like why, why why has fate brought us together? You know, what lessons can we learn? And, I, and so the song's kind of about that. Well, let's listen to two more songs from Tatiana Kalko. Must pass 
I wasn't looking for love, but you found your way in like a snake in the grass. Now I have your name perched on my lips, the lips that you kissed in all of my dreams. It was never like this. Well, people will tell you what to do. Can't do this, can't do that. Oh no, he's not good for you. Well, maybe that's just what I need. A little bit of you while I'm figuring out me. It's better than lying awake, wondering if we could have happened if I stayed. Now I know, but it's too late. My mind is made Unlike your bed And now you're combing your hair As I stare and recall All the kind things you said Oh, people will tell you what to do Can't do this, can't do that Oh no, he's just using you That was awesome. Um, <laughs> where can people listen to more of your songs? Sure. So um, well, Cameron and uh, my EP and a couple other songs are actually on my Spotify uh, at just Tatiana Calco. And you could just search Tatiana Calco into Spotify, into Bandcamp, into YouTube. Um, should I spell it? Go or, for it. Okay. It's like. T-A-T-Y-A-N-A-K-A-L-K-O. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I also have a SoundCloud that has a lot, a lot of other like things that I haven't, you know, released officially, more like electronic or whatever things I'm working on. Mm. Um, and then on my Instagram as well at Tatiana Calco, um, I do a bunch of little videos and other things on there. You're quite the promoter. I've seen it. It's good yeah? stuff. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Well, listeners, you can find those links up on Inward Artworks On Air's uh, website. Uh, thanks again, Tatiana, for oh, coming and visiting with us today and sharing your music. It was great to hear you live. Ah, uh, It's been yeah. such a pleasure and playing live for you guys. Yeah. Well, this has great been stuff. another live and local edition of Inward Artworks On Air. It's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home in what we call here upstate Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show us some love right now by rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. Uh, you can also find it on Spotify next to Tatiana's page. Uh, big thanks to 809 Restaurant and Lounge for hosting us at theheightsites.com for great local uptown promotional support. Be sure to follow us on social media at Inwood Artworks to keep up with all that we do. That includes the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Alfresco, pop-up art galleries, live performances, and so much more. Um, you can support On Air and all of our programming by making a tax-free donation at inwoodartworks.nyc backslash donate. Inwood Artworks On Air is made possible with funding from the NYC and Company Foundation with support from Manhattan Borough President Gail Brewer and the Niska Electronic Media and Film Grant Program in partnership with Wave Farm Media Arts Assistance Fund and support of Governor Andrew Cuomo and the New York State Legislature. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims. I'm Jonathan Bell. For Inwood Artworks On Air. <laughs>